lift your Bible, lift it up real high. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I will learn from God's Word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Alright, let us go now to First Samuel chapter number 16. We're going to read from verse 7. We're still talking about how to function in your assignment supernaturally. Amen. How to function in your assignment supernaturally. The best way to function in your assignment is to function in it supernaturally. Amen. I said amen. amen. So, in this story, uh, we're reading a story when Samuel is getting ready to anoint the next leader for the nation of Israel. So, God told him, you are to go to Jesse's house. And when you get to Jesse's house, you are going to find one of his sons, anoint them for the uh, position of king in the nation of Israel. Amen. And he says in verse 7, uh, this is God giving pre-instructions to uh, Samuel as he goes to anoint. He says, but the Lord said to Samuel, look not on his countenance or on his height of his stature, because I have refused him. That first statement is talking about Saul. So God had rejected Saul because all Saul had was a good height and a good countenance. In other words, he had a look like, he looked like a king. But there was something missing. He says, because I have refused them, for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man, look on the outward appearance. Someone asked me, you know, a few years ago, says, why did you have to marry a beautiful wife? I gave them this verse. Man, look on the outward appearance. <laughs> and I'm a man. <laughs> says, man, look on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Says man look outside, but God looks on the heart. So essentially, God is saying to the prophet, I want you to go and look for someone with a certain kind of heart. That's the person I would like to promote uh, to leadership. Now, let's go to verse 10. I want to know what kind of a heart that is. Amen? Because if I can know what kind of heart that is, I can possess that heart and also get promotion and an anointing on my life. Amen? First Samuel, chapter number 16, verse 10. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, They remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. Someone say, He keepeth the sheep. So in other words, David was busy serving. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. I want to read the same verse in the Message Bible. This same verse. I want you to see uh, Jesse's attitude towards David. Watch what he says. Then he asked Jesse, Is this it? Are there no more sons? And he says, Well, yes, there is a rant. There's a little insignificant, small, contemptible little one somewhere at the back of the beyond. And the prophet says, send someone to go and fetch him. 
We will not sit down until he gets here. In other words, we are going to stay ready for this one because I believe he is the one. And where is David? David is busy serving. Verse 12. And he sent and he brought him in. Now he was ruddy, with all of a beautiful countenance and a good little and a goodly to look to, and the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Man, this is awesome. The king, God was looking to anoint a king with a servant's heart. I mean, all the boys, seven other boys were there at the house, just doing nothing but waiting to be anointed. And God passed all of them To look for the one who was serving in an area. Amen. Uh, Right now they have uh, what is called the NBA Finals. It's a basketball league in America. And they have the NBA Finals. And there's a gentleman called uh, LeBron James. He is good with that ball. And uh, the, the conversation right now around Twitter, around Facebook and all the social media is who is the greatest between LeBron James and Michael Jordan. That's the conversation. They want to know who the greatest is. Well, the conversation today is, how can you be a part of the conversation? How can you, oh, your name also be a part of the greatest ones? Wow. Amen? In your functioning, in your assignment. Well, let me answer you. Let's go to Matthew chapter number 23, verse 11. Man, this verse is going to unlock how you can also become great in what God has called you to do. Amen? Amen. This is Jesus speaking. Aren't your neighbor and tell them, this is Jesus speaking. Watch what Jesus says. He says, but he that is greatest, they call it the GOAT. You know, it's an acronym for greatest of all time. You can become the greatest of all time in what God has called you to if you master this principle. And Jesus is not hiding anything. This is as plain as daybreak. Read it as it says. But Jesus said, the greatest among you shall be who? Your servant. The greatest is the one who carries the servant's heart. Hallelujah. This is why he left the servant who looked like kings. He left the servant who had kingly physical appearance for someone who had the heart. Remember, he said when you go, don't look on the outside, look for the heart. What kind of heart? A heart of a servant. And watch what he says in the next verse. Man, this is awesome. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. Did Lloyd read Psalm 75 verse 5 and 6? He says, who promotes people? He says, God be the judge, right? In other words, God is the ref in this game. And I like it. Because this ref is not going to surprise us with a new rule. Can you imagine you're playing soccer and then the rules change midway? No, this ref gives us the rules ahead of the game. The name of the game is promotion will come to those who serve. So if you want to play the game, play according to the rules. Promotion does not come to those who promote or exalt themselves. In, in fact, the Bible says in First uh, Peter chapter number 5, verse 5, it says God resists the proud, or He resists those who exalt themselves. It does not say God hates promotion. It just says He doesn't want you to self-promote. Because He knows if you self-promote, it's, not, it's going to be detrimental to your health. 
And not only that, if you self-promote, you're going to have to worry, to fear, and work hard, as hard as you can, to keep yourself there. But if you are God-promoted, you won't have to worry about anything. It says God resists the proud, but He gives more grace to the humble. And He goes on to say, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and God will lift you up. God wants to lift you up. But He wants you to humble yourself under His mighty hand. Serving helps you humble yourself. Because when you are a servant, you are emptying of yourself of self. Nothing is as destructive as self. For a leader. Man, when you are important as a leader, you're going to cause some problems. Well, self-important. And I'm wrong with being important. But when you're self-important, you're going to cause some problems. But when you empty yourself of yourself, God will fill you up. Have you ever seen a cup that's full of water? How much more water can you pour into it? And that's what happens when you're full of self. And serving helps you to empty yourself. Pastor Tate and I were in Cape Town preaching uh, to businessmen and you know, ministry leaders. It was a Friday morning and a bunch of them came out and we were ministering to them. And one of the questions that came out was, Pastor T, how do you choose leaders? And based on Matthew 23 verse 11, I want to have a team full of goats. Greatest of all times. So the basis of selecting leadership is simple. I want to I be on a team with the greatest, plural. So if I want to be on a team with the greatest, guess who I'm going to pick? Servants. How about me? If I want to be the greatest, what am I going to do? Become a servant. Serve. Amen? When you have a heart to serve, God will find you. God will send for people to find you so that He can promote you. You won't have to self-promote. God will promote you amen. when you become a servant. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. Alright, let's go to chapter number 17. Because I know some of you have passed Come on, hurry up. Let's get to the five stones and kill this Goliath. And Okay, let's get there. Let's get there. Let's get there. I know you want to get there. And let's do this. First uh, Samuel chapter number 17, verse 14. David. This is after David was anointed. Aren't you even tell them, David at this time is already anointed. Remember, his dad, his dad said to him, you are a runt, you are, you are, you are just a, a nobody. Okay, there's this little nobody there, to, come on, bring him in, anoint, he's anointed. Now watch what happens in the next day, next verse. David was the youngest, and three oldest, and the three oldest followed Saul, but David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. This is the man who has been anointed. He's still feeding sheep. Verse 16, and the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. The Philistine is Goliath. Amen? So he's talking about the battle at the valley. So the Philistine, Goliath, would come out and taunt the children of Israel. You know? And say, send your champion. I want to meet with them and whoever wins will serve the other nation. Verse 17, then Jesse said to his son David, take now for your brothers an ephah of this dried grain and these ten loaves, and run to your brothers at the camp, and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand, and see how your brothers fare, and bring back news of them. Wait a minute! This dad is sending a man who's already anointed to be king over him. If David was you and me, he would have said, Dad, 
Just yesterday. Let me help you some. Let me help you some. You didn't even think that I was fit for the anointing. And you called me a rat. Now you have the audacity. You had even forgotten me. Now you have the uh, uh, audacity to send me with food to my brothers who aren't even kings. Hey, the anointing is... Hey, I think, Dad, you're missing something. The anointing is not on them cats. I'm the anointed one. And as David took on the instruction, and he took the lunch, and he began to walk towards the valley to go and serve his brother. See, a lot of people get to the five stones, and the deception is for you to think David went to the valley to fight. No, David wasn't going to the valley to fight. He was going to serve. You see, your promotion is hidden in the mystery of serving. David didn't even know that he was going to his inauguration. He was just going to serve lunch. And hidden in the mystery of serving was his inauguration. If he had known, he would have gone and bought the best suit. Uh And the best shoes. No, he's just going to serve his brothers. And within that, God has hidden his promotion. Man, I'm telling you. Your promotion is already fixed. It's already certain. But it's hidden in the mystery of serving others. Because as you serve others, you empty yourself. And you become the right candidate to lead others. See, because God never created us to dominate each other. He said they have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing. He never said have dominion over one another. And if you don't have the ability to empty yourself, you will try to dominate other people. And manipulate them. And make them feel less anointed. Less called of God. And so on and so forth. But when you understand that, hey, listen, I'm anointed to be king, but I'm also anointed to serve. Then God will approve of you. And God will bring you into promotion. So he's just going to serve lunch. And within that, his promotion is hidden. He wasn't planning to, for this day to be his day of inauguration. You know, I was saying in the first service, I can use myself because at least I'm the only one that I really know. Amen? We wasn't planning. You know, this ministry, we wasn't planning to go on TV. We were just busy serving. Yeah. Amen. Just serving. Just, just serving, man. Just, if it's Sunday morning, we get up and we get here first. The first one here and the last one to leave. We're just busy serving, man. And we know that if we serve, God will find us. And God came and said, okay, now we want you on TV. I didn't even know that we were going in to get on TV. I thought it was just another meeting that was going to lead to another meeting. One meeting! God promoted us to a place of destiny that we wasn't even planning to be on. Why? Because you need to carry a heart of service yeah, to others. Ministry is easy. I told those ministers in Cape Town, ministry is re- easy, real easy. Love God, serve His people, and love His people. They say, come on, pastor, seven steps to having a big church, seven steps to ministry. No, love God, love His people, and minister to His people, or serve His people. And God will bring you the promotion. Amen? So David went into the valley. And he was confronted with Goliath. 
And Goliath said to him, man, who, who, who is this little person who comes out, you know, after me? Am I a dog that you come to me with stones and sticks? And David said, wait a minute. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that dares to come against the armies of the living God? What did David do? David pointed to the covenant. He didn't point to self. He keeps pointing to what God has done and not to what he can do or what he possesses. And he went on to kill the the giant, cut his head off, fed it to the birds and the next chapter, chapter number 18. Here's what happened. See, so David wasn't into self-promotion, self-serving. He was into serving others. And whenever you position yourself to serve others, promotion is imminent. Can I get an amen? Amen. Some of you have master's degrees. Graduated a master's degree. You get a job. And in fact, I deal with a lot of young people. Come to my office, say, Pastor T, I graduated a master's degree. And now they're making me do uh, photocopies. I'm going to quit this job. And I tell them, go back and do photocopies. Say, they're making me do spreadsheets. You know, Pastor T, when I did my master's, we were doing case studies of CEOs. (laughs) S-O space W-H-A to the T. So what? Just go in there and serve. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because everybody wants to be at the top, but no one wants to embrace the heart of servanthood, the heart to serve. Everybody wants to be a a Maria Ramos, but no one wants to be a bank teller for five years. Okay, all right, okay. Man, I'm telling you, you've got to be a servant if you want God to promote you in what He has called you to do. And I'm a pastor, so I study pastors that I consider successful. And how many of you know that Kenneth Copeland was serving Oral Roberts for many, many years, just flying his jet and carrying his bags? (laughs) How many of you know that Jesus was washing his disciples' feet? How many of you know that Andrew, I like Andrew, he was an usher at uh, Catherine Kuhlman's meetings. He has a heart of serving. And you know what? When God finds a man with a heart of serving and promotes him, he's not going to stress the people. He's not going to abuse the people. The Bible says when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. God wants the righteous to rule. The reason why Africa is struggling is because we don't have servant leadership. We have leaders who are serving themselves. They think the gold in the ground is for them and their family. And if you don't have the same surname, you don't qualify. <laughs> now I'm preaching good now. Because yeah. Africa is the richest continent in the world, yeah. but the poorest yeah. in execution. Because we're not serving. We don't understand that leadership equals serving. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Leadership does not equal importance and taking and so on and so forth. Leadership equals serving the people. And when you are a servant leader, Jesus said, you shall be the greatest. Man, I like Jesus' leadership. I believe he was the greatest leader of all time. And I'll receive it from him. Amen? Amen. Watch what he says in uh, uh, 1 Samuel chapter number 18, verse 1. I'm going to read it in the Message Bible. 1 Samuel 
uh, chapter number 18, verse 1. By the time David had finished reporting to Saul, Jonathan, uh, uh, Saul's son, was deeply impressed with David. An immediate bond was forged between them. He became totally committed to David. Someone say totally. From that point on, he would be David's number one advocate and friend. Listen, when you have a servant's heart, you won't even have to fight your own battles. There will be people in Exco fighting for you. Fighting for you to get a good project. Fighting for you to get a promotion. Because God says, he who has a servant's heart, he who is faithful with the list, I will make him ruler over much. See, how many of you realize that when God says, I... This means you only need a business card or a motivation or whatever they do these days for God to promote you because God will just read your life and see if there's some serving. And it all starts in the house of God. May as well bring it back here. If you can't serve people here, if you can't love them. See, I told God at one point, I said, God, pastoring would have been easy if I didn't have to deal with your children. Because, man, every week I get to deal with some serious problems. And I was like, Lord, pastoring would have been fun if your kids would just act right. There's no place, there's no place to learn servant leadership like this place. Because I have to serve the craziest of them all. Still serve them and love them. Amen? I said amen. And if you can serve here, in God's house, I can guarantee you, you will carry the same qualities into your job. And as you carry the same qualities into your job, man, God will promote you. Whatever God has called you to, He will begin to promote you. This is why you won't find uh, an important person in this community. We all serve. Now, I remember when we planted the church, man, I would get up at 7.30 in the morning, 6.30 actually, 6.30, come here, set up, go back home, uh, wash, go and pick up uh, 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 one of the members. She had about three children at the time. She still has three children, still comes to the church. Go and, she didn't have a car at the time. Go and pick her up, drop her off here, go back home, wash, come here, lead prayer, be the MC, preach, uh, offering, give the offering and take it too, and then <laughs> preach the sermon, close the sermon, tear it down, put the speakers in my car, and drive home and drop it off. What was I doing? Serving. See, another dude, he remember, he sent me a message. He said, what did you do uh, to, to get on TV? Because I also want to do the same. I said, man, I just trusted God and, uh, you know, just served. And he said, no, I don't mean that. I mean like, you know, something else. Something else that I can copy and paste. You know, like a proposal or something, you know, just take out your name and put mine. I said, no, we've been serving for a mighty long time. And the Bible guarantees that if you serve, you will become the greatest. If you serve, God will promote you. All you have to do is serve. Man, as you go to, back to work tomorrow, go in with an attitude of serving. Not with an attitude of, you know, my boss is getting all the glory from my work. I I should be in that job. (laughs) Man, that's a bad attitude. And you wonder why you're not getting promoted. I, I should be the one in that. No. God promotes the people. That David was just busy minding his own business, looking after sheep. Next verse. Saul received David into his own household. From that day, no more to return to the home. Man, he didn't have to go back to Maslatini. 
from that day. Next verse. Jonathan, out of his deep love for David, made a covenant with him. He formalized him with solemn gifts. His own royal robe. He took him to his own tailor. Sure. To get a tailor-made suit. In a moment. From sh- shepherd's clothes that smell like sheep to d- designer clothes. Designer life, yeah. Designer life. His own royal robe and weapon, armor, sword, and so on and so forth. Whatever Saul gave to David to do, he did it and he did it out. I didn't hear that. He says everything he got to do, he did it and it. Man, I wish your boss could say this about you. Man. And I wonder where David learned how to do things and do them well. It was when he was looking after sheep. Amen? So, so, so well that Saul put him in charge of his military operations. Everybody, both the people in general, and Saul's servants approved of and admired David's lead. I wonder where he had learned how to lead. Leading sheep. And see, you must understand, even when he was leading sheep, he was not leading sheep for the sheep to make him feel important. See, leadership is all about defending. It's all about protecting. He was defending and protecting the sheep. That's what leadership is. And that's how he learned how to be a true leader. Amen? Next verse. As they returned home, after David had killed the Philistine, the women poured out. There's always women coming out to mess things up. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I'm just saying. The women poured out of all the villages of Israel, singing and dancing, and welcoming King Saul with tambourines, festive songs, and lutes. In playful frolic. It is just a joke. He says in playful frolic. He didn't say they meant it. They were just coming out with these songs. <laughs> Amen? They were just messing around, just clowning around. In playful uh, frolic, the women sang, Saul kills by the thousand, David by the ten thousand. This made Saul angry. No wonder why God rejected him. Because people's opinions mattered to him. The reason why this made Saul angry was because he held in high regard what people thought of him. And not what God thinks of him. Man, the only thing you should hold in high regard is what God thinks of you. Amen. Not people's opinions about you. Because them haters, man. They, people are going to hate. Haters going to hate. Amen. The only person you should be concerned with is, is God pleased with me? And if he is, amen to that. Amen. This made Saul very angry. He took it as a personal. It's, man, these people take everything personal. Have you ever met people who take, take everything? Everything is personal with them. He took this as a personal insult. He said they created uh, David with 10,000 and me with only, next verse, with only a thousand. Before you know it, they'll be giving him the kingdom. 
Who, who gives the kingdom? You see how messed it up he had? He was like, man, before they know it, he, 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 they will begin. No, it's not them who give the kingdom. It's not the people who give the promotion. See, if you thought that your promotion came because of your boss, when he leaves, you're going to feel vulnerable. <laughs> or when he or she leaves. Yeah. You're going to feel vulnerable. Yeah. You're going to feel like, man, what am I going to do? The new boss, is he going to like me? Is she going to like me? What am I going to do? What, how is this going to pan out? But if you know it was God who gave you the promotion, it doesn't matter who comes next. It didn't come from them anywhere. It came from God. Amen. Then you can be secure knowing that it is God. Who puts up one and sits down another? It is God who is the ref in my life. It is God who has brought all this promotion. You can live a secure life. When you know that this came from God. You know, uh, Sister Dillian ministered to me on Thursday. I was starting to get concerned because at Faith Hill TV, we've employed our first employee now and we were coming to month end and we didn't have any money in the account from the partners uh, for the television arm of the ministry and so on and so forth. So I was starting to get concerned. Where is this money going to come from? Where is this money going to come from? And Sister Dillian came to our House for Life group and, you know, we were just sharing about where is this money going to come from? She said, Pastor G, God spoke to me to tell you that who put you on it. And I said, he did. And he, she said, uh, he told me to tell you that he knows when the bills need to be paid and he'll take care of them. Amen. And I said, amen to that. Amen. And sure enough, in the next day, we had enough money in the partnership account to take care of the salaries, not just for one month, but for two and a half months. Amen. That means now I can have a peace of mind for another two and a half months. <laughs> But guess what? If God promotes you, God is the one who will keep you there. But when you self-promote, you will get into all kinds of debates, all kinds of manipulations to keep yourself there. And you don't want to be in that place. You know why? Because it brings strife. And the Bible says where there is strife, there is confusion and every evil work. Man, you need to stand in God's promotion. And know that it is God who brings the promotion. Amen? Let us close now uh, with uh, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter number 9, from verse 10 to 11. This is how David learned to serve. This is how he learned to have a serving heart. This is how he learned to be faithful. Remember what Jesus said? The principle of faithfulness? Remember what he said? He said, he who is faithful with the little will also be what? He says, he who is unfaithful with the little will also be what? Unfaithful with much. So how do you make sure that you are faithful with the little? This is how you do it. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number 9 uh, verse 10. It says, whatever your hand finds to do. It may be to photocopy. It may be to color spreadsheets. You see, some of you are reserving your, 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 your excellence for the big one. You know, Pastor, see, I can't be coloring, you know, spreadsheet. I just, uh, yeah, just going to be sloppy with this. When I become CEO, then I'll start doing the CEO type stuff. Because right now, I'm already anointed for CEO. No, if you're not coloring spreadsheets with excellence where you are right now, let me help you with the CEO dream.
It's not going to happen. Whatever you find your hands to do, do it with your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you're going. So you may as well leave it here. You know, when they're going to the fourth quarter, uh, basketball teams, usually the coach comes out and he says, Gents, I want you to leave everything on the floor in this quarter. And that's what you need to do in this life. Leave everything on the floor. When you go to work, go to leave everything on the floor. Don't give a half-hearted effort. You know, when you choose to serve in the house of God, leave everything on the floor. Don't give a half-hearted effort. Leave everything on the floor. And as you do that, God will promote you. What what you say is the next, next, next verse. I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. It's not to the quick. Amen? Amen. I know uh, Pumlani is going to be running the Comrades Marathon next, next weekend. Next weekend. Amen? We're going to be cheering for him. We're going to be looking out. Uh, uh, for him, we're just so excited about that. And uh, I asked him, I said, dude, what are you doing in preparation for the two oceans? Uh, the comrades, the comrades. How many kilometers is that? 90? 90.1. I said, would it be possible for me, PT, to run the comrades? He, he said, it depends on what you have been doing prior to today. Have you been faithful with the 10 kilometers per week or 10 kilometers per day? He says, because if you haven't been faithful with those 10 kilometers per week, 10 kilometers per day, let me help you with something. <laughs> let me help you with something, Let me help you with something. Don't even try. Don't even try. Because you will kill yourself. So I said what to him, what do you do? He says, man, every week I have to put in the number of kilometers that I should do. What has he done? He has made it a lifestyle in preparation for the main race. So that when you get to the main race, you can run it with patience, with endurance. But guess what? It takes what you are doing right now. You're not all of a sudden going to have time to straighten out your doctrine to be a great teacher when you're already ministering to 10,000. It starts with the life group. Yeah. If you don't prepare for the life group, trust me, when we give you the 30,000 in a stadium, you're going to show up unprepared. Yeah. <laughs> Amen? Amen? So this is critical. Even David, in con- confronting Goliath, he said, hey, listen, I've earned my right to be here. I've killed the bear. I've killed the lion. Now, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? I've been training. When I got anointed, I didn't come all the way to the spotlight. At the same time, I went into training where I killed the bear and I killed the lion. Now I'm ready to lead thousands of soldiers and to be the general in this army. That's why all of them admired his leadership skills. See, most of you know that God has put an anointing on your life to run a business. And we all know it. We can see it. But you're going to have to start running your department like a business. <coughs> Let me help you with something. If you are running a department and all it does is rack up bills and you're running that department in a loss. When you open your own business, 
Let me help you with something. <laughs> now today you're getting a lot of help. Amen. Amen. It starts where you are. Listen, if you are in a department and all you do is go and print all your textbooks for your exams. <laughs> if that's all you're doing. Guess what's going to happen when you start running your own business? In fact, this is what happens. You always attract and employ people who are exactly like you. Amen. Amen. So this is critical. This faithfulness thing is critical. You have to be faithful. You have to start serving in, in the place that God has put you right now. And God will promote you to become a general. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. This is how you function supernaturally in your assignment. Say, the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Neither yet the bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all. In other words, this is available for everybody. If you start applying it in your life, promotion will find you. I don't know what God has called you to do. I don't know what assignment He has put on your life. But what I know is He has put an assignment on your life. And He has called you to do something significant that will help change this world. And this morning, I want to encourage you to make a decision. That I'm going to have this heart, this big heart of being a servant. Even as Jesus instructed that the greatest among you shall be the one who is your servant. I'm going to have a heart to serve my community. I'm going to have a heart to serve my nation. Thank you Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you that these, your children, will rise to the top. Father, we thank you that these, your children, you have anointed for specific assignments in this earth realm. Father, we thank you that they will not go to their end of their days with their assignments still in their hearts. But Father, that they will be brought to fruition. To touch people's lives. And to change people's lives. Father, we thank you. That just like David, today we embrace a heart of servanthood. A heart to serve our communities. A heart to serve this group of believers. Father, we thank you that greatness is our portion. And that none under the sound of my voice will be insignificant. Amen. 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 Father, I thank you that you have given them the grace to function in the area of assignment. And that they will flourish in that area. Lord, I thank you for those you have called to the marketplace. Lord, I thank you for gold and connectors. 
I thank you for the Jonathans in their lives. That will fight for them. That will fight their battles. That will open doors for them. That will bring them over to a place of fruition. I thank you that their hope, their expectation will not be cut short. But Father, that they will live in the fullness of that which you have called them to live in. Lord, we thank you that as we humble ourselves before you this morning, your mighty hand will lift us up. Your mighty hand will bring an elevation. Your mighty hand will bring a promotion. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen and amen. But let me tell you, this will change your life forever. This will change your life forever. When I caught this revelation, it changed the way I looked at everything. And it has opened doors in places that I had never imagined across the world. Jesus is right. The greatest amongst us shall be the one who understands how to serve others. Your business is never to make money. It is to serve. It is to serve this world. The gifts, the talents, the things that God has deposited on the inside of you. It is not to just go and get a salary. It is to serve your organization. Whatever you find your hand to do, do it as unto the Lord. Why? Because it is God who brings the promotion. Don't do it based on the mood of your boss. Oh yeah, they're treating me crazy, so this week I'm not going to work. That's not going to help you. Because your boss is not the judge. God is the judge. And God can see what's in the heart. Pour yourself out. Empty yourself. Because where we are going, you're not going to need these skills. So empty yourself of everything that God has put on the inside of you. Some of you, God has put on the inside of you books, songs, music, so on and so forth. Empty yourself on the earth. Amen? We love you. God bless you. And remember these words from 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We love you. God bless you.